All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode four of Ride the Pine. Thank you. Glad to be here. My name is Dan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how are we doing? Hello. Hey. We're wonderful. I'm... No, not we. Sorry. I am wonderful. Yeah. I'm not going to speak for Ron. Go ahead, Ron. Okay. I'm not depressed this week, so there's that. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank the heavens. I might be able to get this episode out when it's still relevant. We'll see. <laughs> so as you guys know, to all our listeners out there, this is a podcast with three friends who discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt, um, as I'm sure everyone is aware <laughs> Because half the stuff we say, we're not even sure if it's correct or not. <laughs> we just kind of oh, take shots that. in the dark a lot of the time. Or at least I do. I don't know. Oh, I know I do. Um, so on today's episode, we are going to be discussing some current events that are happening in sports today, including Le'Veon Bell not getting an extension, and we'll play his supposed last season in Pittsburgh. We're actually going to briefly discuss um, the tragic loss in the football community of uh, Tony Sperano of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan trade, which was caused a lot of hoopla in the social media, and how T.O. has actually been excluded from being recognized at the Hall of Fame. <gasps> we will also briefly discuss quickly the uh, MLB All-Star Game, briefly, briefly, briefly. the World Cup recap. We're going to do our Stick to Sports new segment and our major league topic of the week is the espies we'll be we'll be yes. going over the espies in the final part of our show so and also trivia and don't this we can exciting. we cannot forget about ron's trivia ron's yes. ridiculous trivia but ron's ridiculous trivia <laughs> so first things first i don't know i don't know if you guys have followed the news lately about Le'Veon bell so he's been wanting a contract extension for a long time for the past couple of seasons now. And he's now going to be playing his third season on the franchise tag. And he has made it clear after this year, he wants a contract or he's out. What do you guys think? Ooh, do I think he's going to do it? I think he's going to walk. I don't know. I think they're going to make a deal. These are like two stand up sides to this. I, I think Pittsburgh is a very stand-up, respectful team, and so is Le'Veon as a player. I can't imagine he leaves. I, I love him on that team. I don't want him to leave. Yeah, I really can't picture work it out. I can't picture him in a different uniform, personally. Um, but, you know, if they're not going to if they're not gonna renegotiate with him, then, I mean, that's well within his rights, and, I mean, I hope they work something out, too, because I feel like he fits really well on that team, but I'm not going to be like broken up about it if they have to part ways. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, no, it's 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 really tough situation for him because he loves playing in Pittsburgh, but at the same time, it seems like Pittsburgh is just avoiding paying him, and they just want to pay him kind of like the the max without like going over the top. You know what I mean? Like without doing it for long, just you know, they want to keep it short. It's like right? a short leash, and he, this dog wants to break off the leash and go go hunting. Go, go hunting. hunting. He does. I, he does want to go hunting. I think of it more like a girlfriend waiting for an engagement ring. Like he wants that commitment because he's been committed to the team for his whole career. Right. So, uh, that, yeah. Right. He wants the commitment, but the team. He's like, well, you've been like a bitch ass and you've gotten suspended and all this stuff. So I don't want to commit to you yet, but like, I'll pay you enough to keep you around for right now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, next on our current events list is the tragic loss in the football community. Uh, we lost uh, a coach way too young. He was 51 years old, Tony Sperano. He was the offensive line coordinator. For the Minnesota Vikings, he uh, passed away this past Friday, I believe, Friday or Saturday. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, he was at the facility and he collapsed. They brought him to the hospital where he was found unresponsive, and they were unable to revive him, which was is very tragic. Wow. He had. It seemed to me like he had a lot of um, chronic heart issues. 
And it seems like that just kind of like got the best of them. And, you know, our thoughts go out as a show. Our thoughts go out to the Sperano family and to the Minnesota Vikings organization for just a tragic loss right before the season starts. That's just a horrible way to start the season, you know. They have some motivation. They have something to play for. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's always uh, whenever you lose a coach, um, especially one that young, anybody in your team, really, um, it's really a real it's just shocking. And especially in that kind of, you know, situation, I guess, where you just like you said, collapsed on the field. Like that's not something that you see coming, obviously. So it's like you said, a tragic loss and uh, our condolences. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the on the docket for current events. Uh, T.O., we all discussed this about a week or two ago, about how T.O. Um, wasn't going to show up for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And that rubbed a lot of people in the NFL the wrong way. And what looks like is going to happen is when they recognize the Hall of Fame inductees at the ceremony, T.O. was going to be omitted from that list. And I have to applaud the NFL on this one. Because it's like dealing with a child who is stomping in the corner and he wants this and he wants that. Well, guess what? You're not going to get that when you want it. And because you're acting up, we're not going to acknowledge it. What do you guys think? Um, I think. Yeah, I think it was a good move. I think one way or another, he's he's in the Hall of Fame. So the acknowledgement might not even matter to him. Um, but I guess good on them for saving face a little bit here by like not acknowledging it. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I mean, for me, bravo, because, you know, when we were first discussing this a little while, while ago on episode three, we talked about how a lot of these players, they work their whole lives, their whole career to make it to the hall of fame. And for someone to be like, oh, just because I wasn't nominated my first or second year of eligibility, uh, I'm not going to go. I'm going to, you know, cry about it and whine about it. Mm-hmm. And the all these other guys, like we were saying, there are some there are some guys in the class this year who last played in like the 80s. So what? How do you think they feel? They've been waiting for 30 some odd years. You you. You've been waiting for three and you're bitching and moaning about it? Like, get over yourself, man. Yeah, he definitely has always had that selfish side. I don't know. I remember him just during games or whatever. He didn't get the ball enough or whatever. He had a problem. He was just kind of carrying over. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like part of him wants to go back on it, but he's, like, too stubborn to do that now. And I was just going to stick to it. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just there's too many spots. Like, Or there's only so many spots in the Hall of Fame, and I feel like that's why he got passed over so much, is because there were um, other candidates who were not necessarily more deserving, but maybe in the moment more deserving. I don't know. I don't know how to really frame this, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it wasn't the first year either. I mean, it probably should have been, but it's tough. Yeah, yeah there's, like you said, there's not many spots. They, what is there, seven, I think? One is like, uh, you know, a faculty member or staff. One has to be from, you know, prior to the 80s or something, you know, so it definitely limits, you know, the, the new eligible candidate. Yeah, I mean, but let's be honest about this. This is all like a one big, like, construct. They could put, like, however many people they want to in the Hall of Fame. Like, they could have expanded it for him, but I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, required to do. Like, just because it's his first year of eligibility doesn't mean that he has to go in right away so no no of course i just think he i think he should have personally yeah i i think for me it's just very selfish on his part but like we've been saying it's it's very typical to he was like that when he was in the nfl he's like that in real life and if he is listening or any of his friends are listening go tell him to grow up because that's what he needs to do he really oh and also support our patreon please Please support our Patreon. I'm, I'm sure right after I tell a guy to grow up, yeah. he's going to come support us on Patreon. No, people hey. like they, they respect getting told what to do. Look, you know what? We're out here offering free advice 
and cons uh, consultation, you know, maybe it shouldn't be free. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it, it's just too bad though about Terrell Owens that he did this, and I think it's good the NFL mm. made it made it made their stand on it because players have to do these things now. Everyone's does something controversial like it needs to be nipped in the bud like that. So that's cool. Yep. And uh, lastly, for our current events topic. Uh, hey, Dan, hold on. I'm going to cut you off. Do you guys know what he's going to do during the Hall of Fame induction? No, uh, sorry, that cut out a little bit. What, what were you saying, Kyle? Uh, do you know what he's going to do during the Hall of Fame induction? Oh, didn't he say he was going to his old high school? He said he's going to Tennessee Chattanooga where he went to school, and he's going to hold his own Hall of Fame induction and his speech is supposed to begin like one or two minutes before the NFL's induction <laughs> and he has like all these invites out to his family and friends or whatever so there's like this big thing happening at his school oh my god that's just classic I think that's funny <laughs> and, and he's gonna have people there which is kind of weird you know like the, the NFL Hall of Fame is is legendary you know it's a big deal it's a huge deal like any sort of Hall of Fame whether it's NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, like to be a Hall of Famer, to say that you yep, can yes. call yourself a Hall of Famer, that is a huge deal. Yeah, almost like you're on a, a title leash now, too, you know, because you're representing the NFL or whatever um, league you're in. Right. And I just think he's taking it for granted. And I think he's, he's taking it like, oh, it's like an award that I should have gotten in year one, but I had to wait till year three. Like, yeah. So, yeah, and I don't know. Is that exactly it? Do you guys know? Should we open it up to like the listeners? Like, can someone fill us in? Why is he not going to be there? Is it literally because of that? Is it because he? I don't. I can't find anything that says it's because he didn't get in the first year. Yeah. If if any one of our listeners uh, has been following this story, please shout us out on Twitter and and just make sure we can corroborate this story. Because just from give us his stupid answer, even if it's a dumb answer. We we thrive on just hearing from you guys and and getting uh, questions from you guys. So reach out to us either on Twitter or on our Instagram. We're we're very active on both uh, and our Facebook page. Uh, so just let us know if this is accurate. If it's because he's been he was snubbed, or if it's a different reason. I I would definitely love to know. Is he holding out for more so, money at the induction ceremony? According to the New York Post, Owens announced last month that he would skip the induction ceremony in part to protest the Hall of Fame's voting process, which he views as unfair when it takes years for accomplished players to earn their spot. Instead, he will give a speech at the University of Tennessee in Chattanooga where he played college football. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's exactly what it is. Yeah, essentially. Wow. Childish, mm -hmm. childish, and selfish. We're going to have to look up this voting, how this works. Yeah. We can weigh in on it. So last on the docket before we go to our first break is the Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan blockbuster trade in the, in the NBA that sent Kawhi Leonard to the Tor Toronto Raptors and sent DeMar DeRozan, a beloved Raptor, to the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, what did, did you guys hear about all the the uproar on social media that Demar was yeah. Demar basically was yeah. like uh, basically threw shade at Toronto and was like they never told me <laughs> expletive expletive. And well, I mean, what word was that? So the way I understand it is that Demar Derozan had been approached earlier that week by the the GM of Toronto and had been told like we're not going to trade you. And then, like, two or three days later, like, literally, he got traded. So he was upset about that because he's played, like, the last nine years in Toronto. He's made, you know, great friendships with people there, like Kyle Lowry. Like, if you go back, you can watch, like, all these highlight reels of them, like, just palling around after the games and stuff like that. Like, it was, like, couples goals. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Relationship goals. Yeah, exactly. But, like... So he had, like, every right to be upset. Like, they told him one thing, then they went and did another. And, um, I mean, he loved it in Toronto. So, I mean, I feel like 
there's been a lot of people saying that if they don't build him a statue, it's going to be like a grave misjustice, like for his legacy, because he's done so much for the organization. Like anytime I thought about the Raptors before the last few years, I've just thought about like a floundering team that wasn't really going anywhere that kind of sucked. Um, but then, you know, with like the addition of him and Kyle Lowry and I mean, they've just been building a team around that core for years and they keep getting progressively better, progressively better. Um, but I understand that in sports, you kind of have to give up something to get something. And not only do they give up DeMar DeRozan, they gave up Jakob Pertl. Um, I think there was a pick involved in that, but I can't remember offhand. And I think they got back Danny Green as well. So it wasn't just like a straight up one for one, but I, I don't know how to finish that statement, actually. So, so either way, looked- I would... It looks to me like I'm looking on his Twitter right now. It looks to me like he was very also very involved in the community in Toronto. It seemed like he did mm-hmm. a lot for like kids and kids with disabilities. Like he ran like a, um, a yearly summer camp for children. Yeah. yeah. In I mean, at Victoria College in Toronto. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like yeah, when, yeah, uh, he, it's kind of like when PK Subban got traded remember like a couple years oh, ago yeah, like, he's that was... still a huge huge figure in montreal but um you know sometimes you gotta make moves i guess and it's unfortunate but yeah that's too bad they make their homes there and the teams don't realize that yeah yeah no nature of the beast yeah though. you know that is the nature of the beast the nature of the beast is that it's um it's a business that's all that's really what it boils down to is that it's a business and you know unfortunately these moves are going to be made for what the GM and the owner thinks is the best move for the team. Mm-hmm. And I just think just he just got caught in a crossfire and in a very unfortunate situation where he thought one thing and then the, they pulled the rug out from under him. That's basically what happened. Yeah. I mean, the kind of thing that like came up after that too was like player loyalty um, started becoming more of a thing like, you know, that there's no loyalty in the NBA just in general anymore. Um, between the owners, players, like anything, like people just, but like you said, it's a business, um, and it really sucks, but that's nature of the beast. All right. So everyone, we are going to take our first break. Uh, stay tuned for more. We're going to talk, uh, the MLB all-star game, the world cup recap, our stick to sports segment. And don't forget our major league topic this week, the SBs. stay tuned for more. Welcome back, everybody. After our welcome first break. Back. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right, never again. Sing it, girl. Sing I it. ain't no girl. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know the rest of the words. Welcome back. Mm. Mm. All right, let's do a quick recap of the All-Star Game and the World Cup. Uh, the All-Star Game was just about a, a, a week or so ago, and... Uh, Pretty exciting. Went to 10 innings, first time in a long time. And uh, American League won 8-6 to six after a three-run home run by Alex Bregman in the top of the 10th. Uh, did you fall asleep during it? Uh, of course I did. I did I did wake up for the 10th inning, though, because it was at, like, 12.30 on a Tuesday. Look, look you were into it, right? I was, base- though. But it's baseball, and there's only so much you can do. You're only human, Dan. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I was upset that I fell asleep. He was. He was. His lower back was sweaty. I mean, Um, apparently you didn't miss much if it went to extra innings, so. No, apparently not. Um, But all in all, um, the MVP went to Alex Bregman, well-deserved, who was also, who put on a show in in the Home Run Derby, which I found very entertaining this year. But it's still not the same as it was back in the 90s growing up when you had those monster home run hitters like McGuire and Sosa and Bonds just just hitting bombs out of, out onto the into the water like in over in San Francisco. Do you remember that home run derby? Oh, man. oh yeah. The crowd was like adrenaline rush. They loved that. And they're so they had such a huge following too. all those players. 
Yeah, and I mean, everybody else was using performance-enhancing drugs, so I guess why shouldn't they have? The fans were much happier. I I remember seeing people out there, and this is true, but I I remember seeing people out there in canoes, out out there in the water, and the guy tried to catch one, and he fell out of his canoe. It was amazing. I I remember watching ESPN like after that, and they would put that on basically a loop. Anytime anybody hit a home run, like outside the park in uh, San Francisco, they would just put it on a loop. And I'm like, why are people out there rowing in the middle, like in the night for one? Um, but for two, like, <laughs> I thought it was just a day game. Yeah, especially like when it's later in the season, it's like September, October. It doesn't matter where you are. That water is probably going to be cold. So yeah. I don't know. I don't have that level of dedication, I guess. Yeah. yeah, a little weird. Yeah. But that was it was definitely better back then. It, the Home Run Derby fell off here for a little while. Yeah, 100% better back in the 90s. I wish they would like take some of like the top home run hitters like for the season and just toss them in the Home Run Derby. Guys like Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper, um, you know, those guys, Mike Trout, guys will just toss bombs. And make it way more and entertaining. If they decline, if they make up some stupid excuse, their salary is cut in half, their entire contract. Well, it's like the same case like in the NBA when they have their all-star game. Guys like LeBron James opt out of the dunk contest, and then we get, you know, Victor Oladipo in, in the dunk Mugsy contest Bogues instead. Dunking. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, though, like. If you don't want to put yourself in that kind of at that kind of risk for like even if it's a low risk kind of thing like if you don't trust your like that something bad won't necessarily happen then I guess you don't have to put yourself out there but it would have been nice um it 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 would be nice if I guess players did that kind of thing I don't know how do they even determine who's in the home run derby do they just do they just pick names out of a hat or I mean <laughs> voted I think they do vote it. I mean, I mean, I think it's it's just one of those things for me where I wish there were some more well-known players in those kind of contests to you know pull more people in because I feel like right, more people will watch if yeah. a guy like you know JD Martinez or Aaron Judge was in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. And when there's like the competition, you know, like they're coming back the next year to defend it, that adds more suspense. Right. Like Aaron Judge won last year. And where was he this year? Nowhere to be found. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. That's kind of surprising. I remember, like back when Ken Griffey Jr. was in it and they would go back and forth and they, like, they wanted to win. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it used to be, but it is what it is. Um, they don't make them like they used nope, to. Nope. You got that right. Still a fun game mode in Ken Griffey Slugfest, though. Oh, you, you oh, got that man. right. That was an awesome game. <laughs> um, next, we're just going to do a quick recap of the World Cup. France dominated um, to a lot of people's shock. Like A lot of people, when I was reading up on the World Cup, like on who to pick and whatnot, when we had our gentlemen's bet, France wasn't even in the top ten. The shirt I pick because he stinks at picking soccer teams. I'm going to assume that was a shot at me, and I'm going to yes. say that yes, it was. I I haven't watched soccer since 2008, so you that's know, my Ron, excuse. Whatever kind of reasons you want to put out there, it's just you need to just accept accountability that you're going to have to wear something. Something I mean, that Kyle has to I'm, pick for I'm, you. I'm currently wearing something, so that's not an issue. Oh, it's going to be an issue, especially around Rochester. I don't know, man. I don't know. If, you, if you're going to like make me wear like Boston Red Sox stuff, like, I hate to tell you, you but there's care. a pretty high concentration of Red Sox fans in Rochester. Like, No. Yeah. Is there no, really? Red Sox. No, no. Yeah. Like, That's a lot of people, A lot of people out here like the Yankees, um, but there's a lot of people, too, that like the Red Sox. Like, it's a pretty split area as far as I can tell. Like, there's not even that many, like, Bills fans out here, to be honest with you. Like, there, okay, so there's a lot, but there's some pretty fairly represented teams as well. Like, Pittsburgh is another one that's, like, really popular around here. Um, you know, it, hockey is kind of hmm. the same way. Like, there's Sabres fans, but it's mostly, like, there's, there's a lot of Penguins fans. There's a lot of Rangers fans. Like, 
Brian Callahan comes from Rochester, so he's uh, he's pretty popular wherever he goes. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll make sure you're disliked. Okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's jump into our segment called Stick to Sports. And uh, we're going to start with Kyle. Kyle, was what was your topic for this week? Hmm. Well, what I wanted to talk about, um, we already talked about a little bit of it, uh, Terrell Owens and how he declined everything with the Hall of Fame. I definitely want to hear more from you guys if you have anything else. But the big picture of like the leagues and like how they come down on players when these sort of things happen, whether it's off-the-field antics or drug issues and domestic violence stuff or even on fields, you know, the way they're conducting themselves. Uh, I'm just getting sick of, like, if there's a punishment, it's not usually strong enough, but then they'll change some rules, like the national anthem or something, and then it's, that's kind of extreme. So I just wish there were stronger things. I, I'm behind the NFL on this. I think that's perfect that they don't, they're not going to recognize it. Um, I just wish this happened more, you know, when players get suspended for four games for drugs, which is a form of cheating, it's not that big of a deal. Um, if they hit someone or, you know, a cleat to the to, you know, Aaron Rodgers' ankles, and you know, you you lose two thousand dollars, like that doesn't matter. So I just I'm I'm really really wish the leagues were stronger on players or on certain things. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I think uh, it kind of stems out to not just the NFL, but to like all the other major leagues as well that when something like this happens, they can't just sit back and take it. They have to do something about right. it because otherwise it, yeah. they're just going to get walked all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like there are certain things that should be more, I guess, punishable than others. Like you said, domestic violence, um, you know, that kind of thing is awful and you know I, I feel like they should address that much more strongly than they should other things like you know personal drug use like honestly who cares that's their life um but like bringing it up to the uh to the hall of fame isn't ray lewis going in this year or has he already been in there i think he's already yeah, been in he there. already went in last oh he's year. already been there okay because for some yeah. reason, like one of these articles I was looking at, I think they had listed Ray Lewis as one of the people. I was going to be like, um, so there's a bit of a concern there because of the whole, you know, murder trial and everything like that. But um, mm. anyway, so, I mean, I think it's kind of his business. If he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to go. I mean, it's kind of a jackass kind of move, but, you know, that's uh, that's his deal. Um I don't necessarily think they should like punish him for it. I feel like they're doing a pretty substantial, like they're doing a pretty adequate job already just by being like, okay, well, we're not going to acknowledge you. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, you know, he's in the hall of fame. Right. That's what I mean. That I'm glad that's what they did. I don't think there should be any more. It just reminds me of all the other problems that go on that aren't addressed. Well, yeah, exactly. Like there are definitely worse things happening in the NFL right now than just like sitting home for your hall of fame induction. Like that's your, that's your deal, man. You, you do you. Yeah, these players are under a spotlight. You know, they're, part of their contract is how they carry themselves and represent their team and their their league. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, I mean, I don't know if he's under contract right now with anything, to be honest with you. I feel like, isn't the, the Football Hall of Fame not even affiliated with the NFL? Like, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure on that. I I wonder if uh, any of our listeners out there, if they could, you know, check in on that for us and see um, if that is the case, whether it's the NFLPA, whether it's a separate organization that runs it, and whether or not it's the NFL that runs it or if it's someone else. Yeah, because, I mean, it's obviously very closely linked, but it's just called called the Professional Football Hall of Fame, so it, it... it might not be. Well, because I think that why they call that that, though, is because, you know, way back in like the 40s and 50s, it wasn't called the NFL. It was called the Professional Football League. Well, yeah, they had That's like the probably AFL. why. Yeah, they had like the AFL and the NFL and all that kind of stuff um, back then when there was a little bit more, you know, 
competition between the leagues and you didn't just have one monolithic league. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the Wikipedia article right now and I'm having a hard time like finding anything that specifically says. So anyway. So next up is Ron. Ron, what kind of topic do you got for us this week? Well, we're sticking to football. Uh, sticking to football and stick to sports this week. And we are going to talk about the national anthem policy that the NFL implemented a couple months ago. Um, as you may recall, if, especially if you listen to our earlier episodes, um, there was a decision by the NFL to basically force players to stand for the national anthem or be punished for it. And it looks like at the moment the teams are walking it back. They're not going to enforce it throughout the whole league. They're going to kind of leave it up to the teams, which I feel like is the right response. I mean, it's at least yeah. a very good compromise. Um, yeah, compared to what it, yeah, compared to what it could have been. Um, Jerry Jones came out, said, uh, you know, they're going to ignore that. They're going to make the Cowboys stand for the national anthem. What a, he's such a dick. yeah, yeah. Jerry Jerry Jones can, uh, uh, you know, he, you look in the mirror and you're just like, man, maybe my time, maybe my time is you know up. And uh, <laughs> he just needs to make sure he has his stink about something. Yeah, he just he has to he has to get you know something stuck in his craw. He's an old rich white guy, so. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't understand it. Incidentally, the Giants owner, who is also an old rich white guy, um, he does understand it because he says Trump has no understanding of the national anthem protests, which I agree with. And I mean, if you can't figure out what my political standings are at this point, then you obviously haven't been listening. This is just background noise, but I completely support the players in this <laughs> regard. Like, I feel like they should be allowed to kneel if they want to. Like, it it really doesn't affect anybody. It doesn't hurt anybody. Like, Colin Kaepernick reached out to a veteran to figure out what would be the most respectful way to show, like, to protest. So, that's my opinion. What do you guys think? Uh, I think... Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, go ahead. No, Dan, stop it. Go ahead. Just going to say, I I totally agree. um, that I think it's good that the teams can kind of take this over. uh, Just, you know, small picture of that. I think it's much better that way and make their own calls, whatever it might be. But I don't think half the teams are necessarily behind it anyway. So I just like that overall. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I think the NFL cracks down on players and teams for the wrong reasons. Like not to stem off the the topic for the week, but in uh, in terms of like back like a year or two ago, Kyle, I know you remember this. I'm Ron, I'm sure you do too. When D'Angelo Williams' mother was going through cancer treatment, he actually wrote his mom's name on his cleats and ended up wearing these bright pink cleats to support breast cancer. It wasn't just because he was trying to be flashy. He was supporting a cause, and Goodell fined him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm just saying to myself, what kind of low-life human beings finds a guy for supporting breast cancer and his mother who has that aforementioned cancer. Like what kind I mean, of scumbag I mean, does that? That's out of, you're putting that, taking that out of context. And obviously that's not what he was doing. It's for the insubordination of following your uniform. And if you don't do that, then everyone's wearing anything going forward. So, I mean, there should be a better system in place. I agree. You should be able to put a request in, you know, a week in advance to do something like that. Cause that's so minor who really cares if anything, everyone does care that it, that's great. So no one would ever be bothered. <laughs> so of course you should be able to, but like I get, I mean, you have to keep, you have to keep the employees in line, you know, uh, you know, if you work at the hospital and someone comes in, and does the same thing. If it's out of dress code, there's a dress code, you know, and that's just how it has to be. Uh, granted, I think there should be a better way that they can show that kind of, recognition and support especially to their family well yeah, no i thought that was crazy i think the dress codes in general yeah. are just bs but that's coming from somebody who's broken the dress code pretty much everywhere he goes so like pretty much any place i've gone has been like oh you can't wear sneakers but that's all i really have so um nobody's ever complained about it to me i don't think anybody really cares about this kind of thing like with the cleats and everything like he should just be allowed to wear them like if he has a good reason just let him do it. I mean, it's kind of like I was in like a couple weeks ago. Nobody's coming out wearing a swastika and, you know, throwing up the Heil sign. Like, it's not hate speech or anything like that. Like, 
yeah, there should be some like restrictions, obviously, like when you're on the team and you got to wear the uniform and like all that stuff, but little minor things like that. It's just completely stupid. And, uh, you know, lastly, not to change the subject, but, uh, you know, you got my new topic for the week, which will be very brief, but it was uh, Francesco Molinari becoming the first Italian-born golfer to win a major championship uh, in the sport of golf, which I thought was a huge deal. Um, I know you guys aren't the biggest golf fans, but still, for a guy from a European country to be able to come back to his country saying, hey, I'm your first major champion in golf is a, is a big deal. Yeah, it's badass. That dude um, is going to get like he's he's going to be so recognized and he, he's going to he's going to end up with so many dates assuming he's not already married, you know. So many dates. Even I he believe is, he is already married. I'm trying I'm trying to figure out like the best way to say that. Um she still have some dates. Yeah, he's That's going to cool. have a lot of dates. Um, anyway. But he ended up shooting a two under sixty nine to hold off ten other golfers who were only within four shots of him, um, and I thought that was quite the feat and uh, a pretty impressive showing by him. Um, but <laughs> rather than continue to bore you guys and put everyone to sleep with golf news, no, we love it. We are going to take our second break, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our major league topic for the week which is the ESPYs and a couple great moments that we saw um, during the show. So don't go away. We will be right back after this message. Hey guys, it's Ron here with the intermission portion of our show. First of all, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate your continued patronage of our show, and we appreciate our sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Born straight out of Wakefield, Massachusetts, Uplift Pomade cares about your hair, and they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original blend Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda on his wedding day. And I have to say, I've seen the pictures. Do look pretty fly, even for a white guy. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It's also vegan-certified and cruelty-free, which means they refuse to test it on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product, and they will give you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. That's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So, if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, Check out Uplift Pomade, currently available at Wholesale Barbershops and, coming soon, online at upliftpomade.com. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're back from our last break, um, and we're going to dive right back in to our major break. league topic for the week. It was a good break. Um, we're going to dive into our major league topic for the week, talking about the ESPYs. I know, Kyle, you've been really excited about talking about this for a while now. Yeah, I love the ESPYs. I just love all the sports coming together. And all these icons and superstars. And it's always a feel-good uh, every year. It's a feel-good episode, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's awesome. And this year didn't let us down. No, I 100% agree with you. Uh, one thing that I did want to mention about the ESPYs, um, well, one of the couple things I wanted to mention was uh, when they gave out the Jimmy V Award to Jim Kelly, uh, mm-hmm. I know, Ron, you as a Buffalo Bill fan is probably, you know, tugged on your heartstrings a little bit because that's a, that's a big deal for Buffalo. Yeah, it was a massive deal. Um, I'll be honest with you, I still haven't watched the speech. So 
I uh, don't really know how that went, but from everything I've heard from the Buffalo media, it was really um, powerful. And I'm probably going to watch it after we're done with recording the segment, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, it was really a powerful speech. And, you know, what's even better news, though, is that I think they said it was about three or four days after the ESPYs. He got a some great news from his doctor that he is now cancer free. Oh, really? I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, I read that the, uh, just about a day or two ago. Uh, so he is now cancer free. So he, you know he he gets the award at the ESPYS, and then less than a week later, he gets diagnosed cancer free. So that's great for him. For the, yeah, great for Jim Kelly. Great for the Bills organization, and you know, great for just the state of New York in general. Um, it's a great story. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Kyle, I don't know. I know Ron. I know you didn't get a chance to watch the ESPYS, but Kyle, did you um, happen to see the Arthur Ashe Award segment? Yeah, bits and pieces. What about it? It was about the the girls who were victims of the of the uh, the Olympic doctor who Mm -hmm. got convicted. Uh, They all received uh, like the joint award for the Arthur Ashe Award. Yeah. And standing ovation I, for everybody. I got goosebumps when I watched Yeah, that. that's cool. That's what I mean. This is what, what I love about the ESPYs, uh, the way they come together like this. Um, if anything, it would just be cool to hear a little bit more one-on-one from some of them. You know, little interviews you hear and there. You know, if they all have a voice, it'd be cool to hear from them. Yeah. Um, I think for me, um, I wanted to also go into, you know, we had a couple Twitter polls out there. We didn't really get a... Uh, a lot of responses this week, which was, you know, kind of a bummer, but we did get some. Um, the first poll I put out was, what was the biggest surprise win at the ESPYs? Uh, the choices I had were Trout uh, winning the best MLB player, the Astros winning best team, Ovechkin winning best male athlete, or Mayfield winning the best NCAA athlete. And even though we only got three votes, uh, Mayfield won, uh, winning the best male athlete seemed to be the biggest surprise to a lot of people. Um, mm. I'd have to agree because I don't think he was the best um, NCAA athlete, in my opinion. Yeah, it I would was. agree with you, but I also don't have a lot of frame of reference for that. So I don't really, I don't really watch NCAA football, truth be told, but... Um, I mean, I guess getting picked overall first, you know, uh, in the NFL draft will uh, rocket your stock, even if it's uh, even if you're just going to the Cleveland Browns. Hmm. <laughs> Poor Cleveland. Um, I just think there were so many other good candidates for the NCAA best athlete. Um, hmm. I know there were some great running backs out of Alabama. There were as a great running back out of Georgia. Uh, good quarterback out of USC. I mean, you had a bunch of other different guys who I think deserved it more than Baker Mayfield. But I think it was because of his stock after being chosen number one. I think that's why it kind of catapulted him toward to the win. It's just because he's been all over the news. Number one pick this, number one pick that. And that's why I think he won. I don't know. He's also is like the most versatile of all the nominees for top college mm. football player you know he's the only one that could do a little bit of everything the other players you just listed were like great at one position or whatever but he's got the arms the legs the head yeah I, don't know. I think for me i think he i think he has probably the best chance of succeeding out of any of the number one pick uh college quarterbacks mm-hmm. but i think his ego might get in the way <clears throat> i mean yeah i mean handing that out like the, the being the best ncaa quarterback and all that kind of stuff like it doesn't necessarily translate into success i mean we've seen it a whole lot over the last i don't know 10 years or so like johnny manzel bring a bell uh you know he was supposed to be this big like just 
driving force that goes in the NFL. And then he's like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to drink and party and, you know, get to the CFL. And that's, I guess that's what he wanted was just be in the Canadian football league, which good on you, bro. I mean, I want to go to Canada too, but I mean, it basically means nothing though. Being called like the best NCAA like quarterback or anything like that. There's just so many intangibles and do you everybody? It means nothing wrong. It means nothing to win. Well, I mean, you said, you said, you said that he had like the best arms, best legs, but best, you know, head and stuff like that what about his torso though like that's pretty what good. i want to know i think he could do crunches pretty well <laughs> oh, probably better than me anyway but i'm pushing 300 pounds so i can't really do much <laughs> i can't really um, do much on our second poll um i really wanted to get your feedback on this guys uh was which one was the biggest snub at the fsb's uh, I did mention in one of the options, Alvin Kamara loses, loses best new athlete. And what I meant by that is that breakthrough athlete, uh, because I couldn't fit breakthrough in the text box. Twitter, get your get your mind right over there. Um, yeah, more characters for polls. Come on, man. Um the the options were the Vegas Golden Golden Knight loses best moment, obviously the moment being that they beat the Winnipeg Jets to go to the Stanley Cup in their first season. Um, mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors loses best team. Uh, Todd Gurley loses best NFL player, or Alvin Kamara loses best breakthrough athlete. Um, it was a tie. It looks like between Vegas and Golden State. I think for me, my biggest snub was Todd Gurley losing best new, best NFL player because the really? winner of that category was Tom Brady. And uh-huh. I don't think he was the best NFL player last year. I think Gurley had the best season of any player in the NFL last year. Wow, dude. I think you're trying to get ostracized there by saying Tom Brady wasn't the best player and living in Boston. No, sorry, not living in Boston. Living in Maine slash New England in general. Like... I mean, I agree with you, but I mean, I mean you put yourself I'm, on the line there. I mean, for me, Ron, I'm speaking just not as just not as just like a fan of sports, but just like I'm statistically. Todd Gurley mm-hmm. had one of the best seasons of, of a running back since Adrian Peterson won MVP back like what five years ago. He he mm-hmm. had ton of he was le- nearly leading in receiving yards for running backs, and he was top two in rushing yards last year. Like he had, uh, I'll give me a second. I'll pull up the stats, but I don't think he can be compared to Tom Brady as of last year. Cause he just had a better year in my opinion. Yeah. But you know, it was just, it was just way easier for the people selecting to just vote for Tom Brady. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, that's a slam dunk, you know, but he was, he was great. Yeah, you have your opinions. You don't think Tom Brady was great last year? I am biased, and no. No, I don't. Ron, Ron so, I am so, I so mean, last... I'm at least the same amount of bias, and I think he was great. I actually do think he did an excellent job last year. Obviously, you don't get to the Super Bowl unless you play really well. Um, but yeah, I hate saying it. So last year, Todd Gurley had 279 rushing attempts for 1,305 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. Wow. He then followed that up with 788 receiving yards and another six touchdowns. Like his receptions, too. Yeah, 64 receptions on 87 targets. That's a pretty good season for a receiver. For a, for a running back. Not to mention, yeah. in 2016, Ron, in 2016, he had one less carry, one, and he had 885 yards in 2016. Yeah. He then went I'm, from one more carry and had 1,305 yards. Better team, though, that's for sure. Oh, you're right, absolutely. But how mm. do you not reward that? Well, like the, yeah, he did again. very well. Like I think that was the biggest snub, in my opinion. 
I don't. <clears throat> well, what are your so, thoughts, Kyle? Here's how I'm breaking it down. This is hard to do. Alvin Kamara. There's a, a, there's a few breakout athletes, and I know this doesn't really go together, but he hasn't really proven it. So I'm like not super impressed by that kind of breakout performance. It wasn't anything, uh, I don't know, milestone to me. Um, and then with best NFL player, there's a lot of superstars. And you can't really say Tom Brady wasn't the best. It's, it would be really hard to say that somebody did better than him. Um, so I kind of put those aside. What was the other one other than Golden State? Uh, it was the Vegas Golden Knights losing uh, best moment. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I just don't find that to be as big of a snub. I mean, there, there's there was a few other big moments, but I would say, I mean, Golden State is one of the proven best teams, and they lost best team, right? Yeah, they lost to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, actually, Philadelphia Eagles ranked higher, and then the winner was the Houston Astros. So that's funny mm-hmm. to me. So usually, I, I think typically in the SBs, the NFL wins the majority of the multi-sport awards because it's just has a bigger following or something. But like the NFL Super Bowl winner usually wins best team. Uh, not all the time. But Golden State is by far the proven best team out of all those options. The Astros for one year. But like Golden State's been, they're, they're like a solidified king of the NBA right now. And they have won the NBA championship three of the last four seasons. And they were in it and how many in the past five or six, right? Yeah, they've been there pretty much every year for the last five years, I want to say. Yeah, they missed Something one or like two. That. In there, but like, that's insane. So like, to me, yeah. I, I, that, that speaks a lot that they're, they're definitely the best team. And the Eagles, they're only there because they won the Super Bowl. They could have yeah. went undefeated. And if they lost the Super Bowl, they wouldn't even be talked about for best team. I don't know about that. Like, I don't remember what happened the year the Patriots almost went undefeated, but I'm pretty sure they were in talks to be the best team. Mm, they lost to the Giants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm happy for that and everything, but, like, I still feel like they were in talks for being best team that year. Yeah, also bright because they're the Patriots and everyone loves them. Yeah. Especially the media, at least. Well, Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think we've talked about before how, like, there's this double standard for the media. Like, how if there's this player out there on free agency, they'll, like, talk down about that player and, like, just relentlessly. Yeah. And then as soon as Bill Belichick, like, hints that he's going for it and then, like, they, like, sign him or something like that, they're like, oh, genius move. He's playing five-dimensional chess. Yeah. So there's definitely some players. Yeah, he's going to be, like, the best player they've ever signed ever and for the most part they're not wrong because when you got tom brady as quarterback they usually put up a career year so yeah uh, anyway well, that's how i feel i i love me some tur- some todd Gurley. <laughs> almost called him turd Gurley. um but i just there's there's brady is great there's a few other great players yeah Gurley had just a again. crazy good year but you know, I can't I can't argue with the your, your guys' mention of Golden State. You know, hard to contend with a team that's won a championship three out of the last five years. That's I mean, that's freaking crazy. Yeah, that's proven, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, if they win but, next year, it's a three-peat, and I mean, I don't see any other teams really challenging them. So, <laughs> um, so the last poll that I had before uh, we jump into our final thoughts segment with uh, the trivia segment, um. I had said, what is the best moment from this year's ESPYs? And the options were the Arthur Ashe Award, which went to the victims of the Olympic, uh, you know, sexual assault case. Uh, Chloe Kim uh, winning three ESPY wins. Uh, The Jimmy V Award, which went to Jim Kelly. Or the Best Coach Award, which went to the Marjorie Stoneham Douglas football coaches. And if you guys don't remember what that was, that was the school shooting in Parkland, Florida. And they had a part, the those coaches had a part in saving some of the students from the gunmen. Um, and so they were nominated at the ESPYs. And the winner at 50% of the vote was the Jimmy V Award, which in my opinion is not necessarily a no-brainer, but just the power behind Jim Kelly's speech was amazing 
it, it was really an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. I said, I got to go back and watch it because I still haven't seen it yet. But um, I would have put it either on that. I would have put my vote either with that or with uh, with the Parkland, uh, the coaches there. Because, I mean, it takes some real heroics to throw yourself in front of a bullet, you know, especially for, you know, your, your students and stuff like that. I mean, for anybody, but, you know, just putting your life on the line so that those kids can, you know, hopefully survive. Like, it's it's a great sacrifice. Um, but I agree. I think that, well, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the majority of people picking Jim Kelly is a, is a good selection as well. Yeah, it's tough. You, you can't go wrong there. I mean, Jimmy V award, that's like, you know, describes determination and passion. And then with Arthur Ashe, like that just means a lot in this day and age and uh, the world we live in. Uh, and then the coaches like that, like signifies what like coach and player means, like from way back, uh, when it was part of your faith and religion and everything. It's like, man, these coaches are like parents. You know? That's just the coolest thing, especially with how dangerous this world has become. So, I mean, either one of the three, you really can't go wrong with. All right. So let's uh, jump into our final thoughts segment called the finale. Um, I know Ron has some trivia for us. And uh, then we'll just get everyone's final thoughts on the episode. So, Ron, what kind of trivia you got for us? Well, I've got a couple different things. We got some basketball. We got some football. We got some SBs. Um, everything pretty much going along with this uh, with this episode. So, um, going to start out with question one. It's kind of in line with what we had uh, we, we had talked about earlier. Demar Derozan was upset to learn that he had been traded to the San Antonio Spurs earlier this week after management in Toronto had promised he would be staying with the team. Um, it sparked a conversation about how there's no loyalty anymore in the NBA, and there are six players currently active in the league who have been with the same team for their entire career. So, which of these players has been with their team the longest? Is it A. Russell Westbrook, B. Manu Ginobili, C. Udonis B. Haslem. Or D, Mike Conley? It's B, Mono Ginobili. I think it's B. What do you think, Kyle? Ginobili, yeah. I thought about that before you give that answer, so I have to pick him. Okay. Yeah, you guys are correct. It is Manu Ginobili. He's been there with with, uh, with San Antonio for 16 years. Didn't he just um, turn 54? I, I don't <laughs> know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it said 16 years with the uh, San Antonio Spurs, so that's a long career. Um moving on hopefully to a harder question um, <laughs> yeah it turns out it's, it's true like i guess when you have that big of a gap in the years and stuff like that like i mean the longest active player with the same team is dirk nowitzki who's been with the dallas mavericks for going on 21 years if he signed so a contract crazy. this next year so yeah wow. um, but question number two in the nfl there are 12 teams who have never won the super bowl of those teams, which one has never even made it to the big game? And keep in mind, we're talking about the Super Bowl, not the AFL or NFL championship. So we got A, Cincinnati Bengals, B, the Minnesota Vikings, C, the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm talking about the whole franchise, not just the fact they're in the LA now, or D, the Detroit Lions. Of those teams, none of them have ever made it to the to, to, the None of them have ever won the Super Bowl. Which one has never made it to the big game? I'm going to say D, Detroit Lions. So I, I think, think D, how about you, Kyle? They've been to the, I think they've been to the NFC Championship game. Uh, the Rams, have, you said the Vikings, right? Yep, we've got the Bengals, Vikings, Chargers, and the Lions. Vikings played in Super Bowl two or something, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was the Browns. I don't know what Super Bowl they were in. But I'm gonna go D Lions. You are both correct. It is the Detroit Lions. They have never Damn, even nice made to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Job, high guys. five. Great job. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Let's list yep. off the 12 teams that never even uh, won one. Ooh, I can't do that. <laughs> well, I probably Card- could. Cardinals, Browns, Lions. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now, actually. So, let's uh, see. Titans. So the Cardinals. Yep. Texans. Yep. yep. Titans. 
yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm debating Jaguars. Did they win it back in '96? Jaguars have not won it. No. Right. Okay. So we've got the. I'm gonna list them off for you guys really quick so we can move on to the next question. We got the Bengals. We got the Bills. We got the Browns. We got the Cardinals. Chargers. It says on here Eagles. They are no longer on that list. Uh, yeah. Falcons. Jaguars, Lions, Panthers, Texans, Titans, and Vikings have never won the nice. Super Bowl. The Browns, Jaguars. Yeah, the Browns actually, the Jaguars, the Lions, and the Texans have never reached the Super Bowl. So, wow. yeah, so if sad. you had guessed the Browns, you would have been correct, but they were not on but the not, list. But not with your so. options. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so question number three, we're going to throw back to the SBs. Um, it's been going on since 1993 roughly what is that now 25 years give or take um so which athlete in the entire history of the sbs has been honored the most since it started in 1993 is it a michael jordan b tiger woods c peyton manning or d lance armstrong since it was 1993 i'm gonna say tiger woods yeah you're gonna say tiger woods what do you think, Kyle? Oh. Or would you care to elaborate, Dan? Why do you think that? So for me, so Tiger Woods came into the into the golfing world. Uh, was right around 94, 95. And then just went on that ridiculous run between 94. Well, actually, no. About 96 and about 2002, 2003, where he just won major after major after major after tournament after tournament, just kept winning everything. And I think he's got to be one of the most decorated athletes in our lifetime. And the run that he went on, he has to have been mentioned at the SBs multiple times. So you think that he's gotten the most awards over Michael Jordan, Peyton Manning, and Lance Armstrong? Yes. All right. Okay. What do you think, uh, Kyle? I want it. My heart says Peyton Manning, but I just don't think him or Michael Jordan were up there enough getting awards. I really don't think so. I want to say Tiger Woods. I'm going to say Lance. You're going to say Lance? Yep. All right. Well, the correct answer is actually Tiger Woods. uh... (laughs) Whoops. Oh, okay. Apparently, the dog also has yeah, an opinion. Just keep barking. <laughs> hey! Oh, dog? that's a very, very interesting point that you have there, dog. Come here. Um, I completely disagree with you, but yeah, Sorry it's Tiger Woods. It's okay. <laughs> so Tiger Woods has uh, is the uh, correct answer. He has uh, 21 awards wow. since 1993. So it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's um, not surprising at all. Yeah, no, I guess not, since he's uh, super talented. I guess I'm going to have to like really start to plumb like the obscure obscure questions in sports to try to get you guys next time. No, I think what uh, we should good. do, that's I think good. next time, I think that's we good. should each come up with one. What was that? I think we should each come up with one next time. Okay, I mean, if you want to do it that way, that's fine. Um, I also came up with a Twitter poll in case you guys are interested in that. Sure. All right. So my Twitter poll this week is with LeBron James now in the West with Steph Curry, which somehow we didn't talk about that this week. How likely is it that we see the Golden State Warriors win the NBA championship again? A, guaranteed. B, likely. C, not likely. Or D, impossible. Likely. Yeah, you think likely? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it. Just- mm-hmm. No, no. Go ahead, Dan. Sorry. I was gonna say, you know, nothing ever is a guarantee in sports. You yeah. anything can yeah. happen. Right. And I just think it's definitely likely. It's I'd almost say it's a certainty they go back to the playoffs unless something ca- catastrophic happens. But I'd say it's like a probably eighty percent chance they win it again. Yeah. I would have yeah. to agree with that. That's a pretty fair percentage. Yeah. Yeah, if I could go just just below guarantee I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, they only give me four options, so again, Likely. Twitter, get your stuff together. Yeah. I'll take guaranteed actually. Take guaranteed and go to air on that side. Okay. I feel like you're not I feel like either way, like likely likely or guaranteed, I feel like you've got a much better chance of being correct. <laughs> you're than, feeling uh, good about your odds. If you say, Oh no, it's impossible. 
they're never going to win the championship ever again now that LeBron James is with the Lakers. Like, I don't think that's the pot. I don't think that's the, the case at all. Like, <laughs> if I'm right. being completely honest, I think there's a hundred percent chance, like green light, that Golden State is repeating again next year. But yeah. I also well, just started watching basketball recently, so. Well, that that is going to do it for our show this week. Uh, I did uh, want to get your final thoughts before we go. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the episode this week? Uh, feels good to be back. Feels good, man. Feels good. Uh, you guys, you the real MVP for uh, for waiting for me. Uh, I really appreciate your patience over the last couple of uh, weeks, almost a month. Um, you know, and me putting out that last episode, I was going through some stuff and. If I didn't have friends like Dan and Kyle, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. So thanks to the listeners. Thank you to Dan and Kyle. I just really appreciate your patience with me over the last month. And I'm sorry that that happened. And I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Our hearts are full and warm. Yep. We're, we are we're family here. This is, our, this is our podcast. It's never been my podcast. It's always been our podcast. You know, we're a family here. And, you know, we're here to support you anytime, uh, Ron, with any problems that you have or anything like that. And anyone if out there listening, if you guys ever want to reach out to Ron for any uh, support of any kind, I know I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Um, I love support. Everybody loves a good support. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't supposed to be like a pity party for me. That was supposed to be, no. me being like, you know, just no. like you guys are awesome. So <laughs> you guys rock. Um, yeah. So anyway, got everyone, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please just make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ride the Pine Pod. Also make sure to check out our Facebook page as well. Uh, if you're yeah. really loving the show, just uh, head on over to patreon.com backslash ride the pine and, uh, and become a patron. I really would appreciate the support. I know you well, we'd all appreciate the support. Please, um give us your money. Uh so Ron, really? <laughs> it's the heartfelt thing about Patreon and you ruined it. Oh god. God damn. Um uh, <laughs> and now I don't know what I was saying. Oh god, you're the worst. Patreon. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean we we're gonna end up having bonus content on there for anyone who becomes a patron of our show, including bloopers and bonus episodes as well. Um, and again, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, from, uh, for Ride the Pine. I'm Dan with me as always, Kyle and Ron signing off. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks guys.